Welcome to the Innovate for Impact podcast. This podcast is for leaders in the social sector like you who want to make a difference. Each episode is packed with practical ideas on how you can be more innovative and create an even bigger social impact. We share our ideas on what you can do and also speak to leaders from the sector to share best practice. So let's get into it and let's talk impact. Welcome to the Innovate for Impact podcast. I'm Tracy Newman and as usual, I'm joined by my good friend Dan Bentley. We're here to talk to you today all about capability. So what we know at this time of year is that people are really looking out like, what do I want to achieve this year? How am I going to achieve my goals? And often that leads into that natural segue of, well, if I want to achieve those goals, what capabilities do we need? What do we need our people and what do we need ourselves to really be able to nail, to be able to bring those goals to life? So we have prepared a handy dandy list of all of the capabilities that we see are really essential to bring those goals to life this year. Yeah, and like here's the thing with this, right, is that like there's just so many different things you can train people in. There's just so many different books to read and things I can learn. And I love that. I know Trace does too. Like it's cool, but you got to prioritize this stuff sometimes. So we feel like we've potentially saved you some time here by curating a list of all the different gaps that we sort of see that you need to have filled in order to really be innovative in this space. What do you reckon, Trace? Should we just get into it? Yeah, we should. So the first one is strategic thinking. So really a great place to start is actually being able to think strategically around what is it exactly that we're looking to achieve. Quite often what we see is people are very busy with the day-to-day and you know, often playing whack-a-mole with, with issues and problems, but being able to sort of think strategically and think a bit more long-term and despite all the uncertainty, be able to sort of really carve that pathway forward we see is really important in this sector. Yeah, I think this is an important one. I think this is one of those things that if you ask people, are you a strategic thinker, they'd say yes. But I'd probably say from my personal experience working in this sector that this is an area of opportunity. Uh, We have some great leaders, don't get me wrong, that are amazing strategic thinkers, but we do also have a lot of people that have come from roles that are very operational who are now in leadership positions who sometimes don't always think strategically and think bigger picture. So I think this is one of those things that is a good capability for everyone to sort of uplift because the more strategic we can be, the the more impact we can have with the resources that we've got because we see the bigger picture. And like you said, we're not playing that game of whack-a-mole with spot fires. We're actually thinking about, well, what's, you know, the the best long-term and short-term decisions to make and things to focus on that are going to have the biggest impact. Absolutely. And look, I see the most successful leaders are the ones that are really good at sort of navigating both of those views, not necessarily only able to think strategically and not necessarily only able to think operationally. They've got that ability to really be able to combine those two and move with ease between those sort of two viewpoints and two perspectives. Yeah. Absolutely. So next, innovation leadership. That's all about really being able to create the right environment that allows innovation to flourish. So we have these five areas that we keep talking about, which is all about bringing your mission to life. So how is it that you get everybody engaged in what it is that you're really out there to achieve? Adaptive leadership. So, you know, having a leadership team that's able to quickly move between different approaches 
fostering creativity. So really creating that right environment where people are confident and comfortable and are encouraged to bring creativity to how they work and therefore making space within their calendar to be able to be creative and really making sure that they're prioritising that sort of working on the business alongside working in the business. And last but not least in that innovation leadership is all about constructive pushback. You know, how do you constructively change direction or have people take on board a different perspective and feel really good about that conversation. Yeah, it's all about change. It's like we need our leadership in this rapidly changing world to be able to create change, help our people to work through change and manage the impacts of any change that happens on our organization. And these five skills that Tracy just mentioned are the skills that we've seen really help us to be able to do that. If you've got leaders that are out there who can bring that mission to life, they can help people understand the chaos and still show them how all this rapid change and different ways they ha- the organization has to react and morph to sort of deal with that change still fits in line with where we're heading as an organization. You know, their ability to be able to adapt in their approach means the world can be changing, but they're able to be flexible and be able to maneuver their way through those changes. You know, fostering creativity enables you to create an environment where your people feel like they can make change. Creating space for creativity is, it's, you know, it's kind of chaos at the moment, right? We get it. You know, we work with so many leaders in this space who are just absolutely being pulled from pillar to post, right? Like how we absolutely get that stuff. But you know, we talked about this in our previous episode is that those really good leaders still make the space for themselves and their teams to have time to think creatively and think strategically and all those sorts of things. And finally, you know, quite often the problems we're trying to solve are things that we haven't been able to solve before. So sometimes the answers that we think are right might not be the right ones. So we've got to be able to equip our people with the skills so that they can constructively push back as well when something doesn't feel like it's the right way to go. So if there is an element of the status quo that's stopping us from being more successful and it's having a big impact on the people who are there to support, that people can have the skills to be able to push back on that and try and change that in a way that's seen as constructive rather than just a pain in the ass or something like that, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And all of that under that innovation leadership really is all about creating that space where innovation can actually be brought to the fore. And next, we're looking at collaboration. So, so often when we talk about collaboration, everybody's totally on board. Like they're like, absolutely, we know that we don't have what it takes to be able to solve these big systemic issues on our own. We need to be able to collaborate. We need to be able to collaborate with, you know, our clients, the people we support. We need to be able to collaborate with other organisations, with governments, with other stakeholders. So there's that that big desire to be able to collaborate well, but then there are some sort of real concrete capabilities that actually enable you to sort of translate that desire into you know, knowing and having the skills to be able to do it. So co-design is one of the really big skills under that, that sits under that collaboration piece that enables you to be able to work effectively with those other stakeholders and with the people that, that you're out to support to be able to create things together and create those solutions together. And, of course, you know, that also then needs to be done through that sort of system lens so that you're not just working, again, in isolation. You're actually thinking about, well, what is it that's going to take to adjust, you know, this system that's that's creating something, how can we sort of tweak this system so that it creates something that's going to be a little bit more effective for all of us? I'd argue here that 
you know, co-design is one, and but you can't you can't effectively co-design if you haven't got that system thinking lens. And so I agree with what you just said, Trace. I think co-design and systems thinking, you know, if you're going to get some training in that space, make sure it includes both of them. I think that's really important. Another one that uh, I just thought of as well that goes really well with that too is collective impact. I think some of those principles and ways of working as well are really, really beneficial in giving our people the tools that they need to solve the problems that we face. Absolutely. Yes, I agree. We've actually done some podcasts on all three of those, so we might link those in the show notes as well so that you can sort of dive in a little bit deeper into all three of those. If you're loving what you're hearing on our podcast, you should join us for one of our live events where we cover how you can build a more innovative and impactful organisation. We also have our very popular Co-Design for Impact Masterclass where I'll teach you how to run your own co-design projects and how to set them up for success. Spots are limited, so grab your tickets to this and our other events at impactoconsulting.com.au slash events. Next is all about, well, you know, that's how you collaborate. That's how you understand, you know, what needs to be changed and and start bringing that to the fore. But really, if you want change to happen and you want change to stick and you want people to be able to do things differently, that change management piece is so very important because it enables you to really support people through that change process and make sure that anything that you do will be done to the best of people's capability. This is the least sexy one that we've got on the list. This is one of those ones that people are like, oh, come on, man, change management. That's so like 2002. But I tell you now, like this is one that is so critical. And I think we did another episode on this too where we talked about how just so often we see this being missed. We see amazing leaders inspire their people to collaborate with their clients and other people in that system and to come up with these amazing ideas and then when it comes to the execution it just doesn't land because they didn't follow really strong change management principles and their implementation was just a little bit sloppy and so it didn't get the outcomes it should have so we love to bang on about this one change management there's old school versions of it but there's some really you know, contemporary versions as well that you can understand those principles, implement them into your organization, give your people the skills so they can bring everybody on that journey and make sure that, you know, when you are implementing these things, you're doing it well and that you're mitigating any risks to your organization and all those sorts of things and that you've done that thinking as part of that implementation. It's just, it's so, so critical. Oh, absolutely. And of course, that that kind of is always a nice segue into that next piece, which is, you know, once you've actually introduced something, you've followed those great change management principles, you've got that change to stick, you actually want to do that next piece, which is another one of those things that people often don't quite get to, which is evaluation. You know, did what you think was going to happen as a result of this change actually happen? And has that led to more positive outcomes for the people that you support? Like you really need to be able to capture that and to be able to share those stories and to really know, you know, we don't want innovation for the sake of innovation's sake because it's a cool word and everyone's talking about it. We actually want innovation so that we've got ways of doing things better that deliver more effective outcomes for people that actually, you know, change the world in a really positive direction. This is probably another one that, again, if I was to do a pop quiz on the streets with people, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, we've got evaluation under control. From a consultant's perspective, when we go out there and we work with clients and that sort of thing, evaluation is is an area that 
could really do with an uplift in the sector. We have so many people just counting things like bums on seats, how many people turned up to your program, those sorts of things. They're good, but they're not the true measurement of what you're, what you're doing. It's evaluation, but it's not the level of evaluation that's really going to help you get more funding or you know really truly understand the impact you're having on those people it goes deeper than that and when you can build that that deeper capability that enables you to build you know clever frameworks that can show you all sorts of different types of ways to measure things then you will see a very different outcome in you being able to show funders and other people and your and your supporters and your staff what these things that they did and spent their resources on was actually able to achieve. That's one part of it. But two as well, you know, sometimes we don't get it right. And when we don't evaluate things well, we quite often might just keep doing the same thing that we were doing when it actually needs to be tweaked and changed so that we get a better outcome. So sometimes when we don't have a great evaluation capability, we actually missing opportunities to do things better. So it's a big one that I think we're seeing more and more organizations really starting to try and build a deep expertise in evaluation and making sure that they're evaluating all their major programs and initiatives and services regularly to make sure that they are having those, you know, understanding what what they're doing and what that's actually doing for the people that they support. Yeah, I agree. You know, that that move from outputs to outcomes is so vital and and we can certainly see that that's happening, but uh, there's there's a lot more room for that to to escalate and to elevate and it really will drive much much better outcomes for you know right across the sector. And I think the the next that then leads into our our next sort of se- segue, which is the, your storytelling and communication, which sort of sits underneath all of these things because there's no point having collaboration and strategic thinking if you're not then able to you know share those stories about why you're doing what you're doing and you know you use that storytelling and communication to bring your mission to life and then you know to be able to share the stories that you're hearing in your collaboration and again that communication is you know one of the first things that's so important with that change management but it really I think comes into its own also in terms of that evaluation when you're able to really use that storytelling to talk about the outcomes of what it is that you've been able to achieve working with people and what the support that you've given to people has meant in terms of you know the outcomes for their life and their family and all those things like that storytelling and communication really does link it all together and really elevate all of those other other capabilities yeah agree Nice. So yeah, like that's the list, everyone. There's six different things there. What we've deliberately done there is talk about what are the capabilities you need, but we've also used some words such as co-design and change management and systems thinking so that it's quite easy to Google providers in your area or books that you might want to read or whatever that might look like so that you can go and find this stuff. We've tried to use like the common terminology so it's easy for you to find. Another thing that I would say though is that we provide services in a lot of these areas, not all of them that we've mentioned, but some of them we do. So if you'd be interested in working with us to help you get some of this knowledge and capability into your organization, please just visit our website, which is impactoconsulting.com.au. We've got a link in the show notes and we'd be very happy to talk to you about what that could look like. Absolutely. Yes, there are six areas, as Dan said, strategic thinking, innovation, leadership, collaboration, change management, 
evaluation and storytelling. They're the sort of six headline capabilities that we've been talking to you today. As always, great chatting with you, Dan. Thank you so much. And we look forward to chatting with you on the next podcast. Always a pleasure, Trace. Thanks, everyone. Speak to you soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Innovate for Impact podcast. Any links to what we spoke about today will be posted in the show notes. If you'd like to know more about social innovation, visit our website where we have a heap of tools to help you on your way. Visit impactoconsulting.com.au. Thanks for listening. Now go out there and make an impact.